I do not like how illegible my handwriting is because my handwriting has a half-life of a week on it. And if it's been over a week, it's basically illegible to even me. So <laughs> it's even quicker for people that are not me. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Productivity Lab. I'm your host, Mark. And I'm Kyle. And today, we are going to be diving in on about our second challenge, paper only. But first mm-hmm. up, Kyle, tell me what you've been working on since we last chatted. <laughs> um, editing the last episode that we recorded. <laughs> I, uh, so I've re- I learned something about my editing habits the other day that I need to really change. And that is, I get really caught up in the details of my editing. It took me two and a half hours to edit the first 15 minutes of the episode. Because I was so yeah. caught in the details trying to cut random misspeaks, random uhs, awkward silences, etc. <laughs> I, I put a lot of time and I'm, I think I'm going to do rethink my entire editing philosophy because that's too much time. Because this is supposed to be ancillary to the side projects that we're actually working on. Because the point of being productive is work on the things you want to work on and i do want to work in this podcast but there's other things i need to work on as well that also could require two and a half hours of my time absolutely i've also been uh writing i got back into fiction writing as i discussed earlier before we started recording there's this sci-fi universe i built back in high school that i wrote some chapters about back in college that i really want to start exploring again so i've been like using a lot of my extra time for writing and brainstorming and yeah, that's been my main things. How about you, Mark? I've dipped a little bit into some of the editing and in 45 minutes, I got much further than you. <laughs> uh, but my challenge is, is that all the editing and for everything else I've done has been much different than just two talking heads, right? It's been more narrative style. So mm. it's been more stylistic editing. And I found myself chopping things and uh, spacing it out and shortening it. And then I'm like, wait, I don't know necessarily how I, I want this to come across in editing if I just want it to be easier where we can take out the obvious mistakes, right? But mm-hmm. kind of keep that space there for the conversation or uh, if I want to shorten that. So it's kind of been interesting on some of the stylistic stylistic choices i've been looking at so it'll be uh fun to kind of see what you come up with and what i come up with it's not going to be anything too drastic (laughs) i don't think uh i don't think i'm gonna go full npr style but yeah put your own narration on top of it and then we discuss this (laughs) (laughs) exactly no um no uh but uh outside of that i took a mini vacation down to new orleans oh yeah to relax and to enjoy all the good food and uh since coming back just planning for the austin podcasters meetup and my next writing retreat which is fast approaching so that's kind of what i've been working on we should definitely talk about writing retreats in the future that is something i've i've wanted to do personally but I don't really have as many vacation hours as you. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see just like from your experience. But that's not what we're talking about this time. <laughs> no, this time we are talking about paper only. And in this challenge, we were going to try to replace the digital products in our life that 
we use to stay or keep ourselves productive and move from the next task on to the next task. And in this, we uh, have switched to paper, something that I'm familiar with, mm-hmm. but something that you're not familiar with or haven't done uh, regularly as I do. So kind of yep. tell me your thoughts about the challenge. Okay, well, with my challenge, I was really excited about in the beginning. I dropped a lot of money on buying two Moleskai notebooks, one for my personal life and one for work. And uh, I had the system planned. I used to do paper only for all my to-do lists a long time ago. That was before I had any kind of structure in my life when it came to organizing tasks. So I did the whole bullet journal method and uh, uh, bullet journal method and then I turned into kind of my own journaling style. So I kind of brought that old style back with me. And that style is I will do at the beginning of each week, I'll write down every major task I need to do that week. And then each day I'll do a daily to-do list. And then I'll maybe pull from that, that made that. Yeah. I'll maybe pull from that uh, weekly task list or I'll add things that weren't there, et cetera. Just things I wanted to get out of the way that day. And additionally, I also made it that, I could uh, take notes in that same section. So just like fill up everything with task and notes. And yeah, that's kind of my general system, basically bullet journaling system. If you're not aware of that system, I will definitely include a link in the show notes to it. And uh, yeah, it was basic, an old system that I am used to. And then I quickly learned why I left it. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Um, Paper is great. It's good for some things. It's good for writing down ideas for things that come to you. It's good for working out problems. It's great for mind mapping. I love mind mapping new ideas. It's great for even like logging tasks you got to do. But I have a really bad habit of not checking my notebooks that much, even during this challenge. So I would forget to do tasks because I wasn't opening up my notebook. And the reason I switched to digital is because I could, like I said, reminders on my digital systems. So I quickly ran into an issue that I used to have and I could see why I switched to digital only. How's your experience, Mark? (laughs) My experience was quite different. It was actually a little little bit easier for me because this was something that I was already doing, I would say, 90% of the time. So my goal uh, when I had switched to paper only uh, for me originally was to reduce my digital clutter. Mm. I'm such a a tech fan. I'm always gravitating to the new things. Uh, for the longest time, I've used Trello for, uh, and I still use Trello, but I used it for everything, tracking all my tasks, all my to-dos, all my projects. I use Google Notes to track things, um, calendar to-dos, and just on and on. I even started picking up Notion and started using Notion to write notes and documents and uh, even its uh, checklist to-do system. Uh, So it was kind of getting to a point where I didn't know where to put information and or if I save something here or put a a to-do here, Mm -hmm. then I needed to copy it there. And it just became all these multiple apps that I need to make sure that was on my laptop, my iPad, my work computer, my phone to be able to keep track of my to-dos and calendar. 
So I, I kind of said, you know, goodbye to everything. We're just going to go straight to paper. You bring up a really big revelation I found out when I was doing this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like um, I did realize that going paper only for these two weeks has kind of like forced me to consolidate and kind of like, uh, I don't know the word is for this. I guess, yeah, just declutter my app life. I removed all my to-do apps, my uh, Google Calendar from my home screen on my phone. Um, I got less and less reminders. I didn't need to switch between Notion and Todoist, which I used for organizing my digital life. And I just had one place to go to. And I found like a lot of mind, not really, I guess mindfulness is the best way to put it, or just like a peace of mind. And it's really concerning me. Yeah. It's really making me consider how I'm going to organize my digital life whenever I go back tomorrow. <laughs> there are things I definitely feel like I should uh, get rid of or at least mitigate. And there's things that um, I might actually just still keep on doing on paper. So I have, uh, I, 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 get you, oh, I get you what you mean by that. It does like bring this like essence of nothing's telling me at 5.30 p.m. every day to put in my time on my timesheets at work. Uh, it just is like, oh, I should just do that right now. <laughs> like, I feel like I got, I got control in my life, which is the exact same reason why I switched to digital, to get more control in my life. So. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you were doing the exact opposite. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that is like switching up in general is a good way to do it. I So today I read this article, very timely for this podcast. It was on the Doist website, which I think is the Todoist website, the app that I use mostly for my for my productivity management and uh, it was about don't be afraid to do the digital or don't be afraid to declare digital bankruptcy or hmm. to do bankruptcy or task bankruptcy. It's not like that something bankruptcy. I'll, I'll link it into the show notes. It was about this person who got so overwhelmed with their task managers that they liked the systems that they had, but they didn't like all the tasks there. So you could on putting them off or they just be delayed forever. So they went through their task managers and, deleted every single non-essential task on it. And then if they need to add something to it, they will add something to it. So I feel like that, like this has been like a digital bankruptcy week for me. Just like which tasks mean a lot to me, I'll write them down. Which task I don't, well, then they could just be thrown to the wayside. Yeah, I get what you're, I get what you're saying because uh, one of the things or, or the result and uh, going paper only that I had was that I was a little bit more mindful of what I was recording, mm. right? And if it was a task that I was recording just in my notebook, uh, um, or I also have a, a weekly path that I keep on my desk for any like home office, you know, side business things, There, there's that, that one book for stuff that I'm accomplished that week. And I write it as I need it. Um, and it's something that I'm like, okay, I need to do this or I want to do this. This will have good benefit versus me having something digital where I just started filling it up because it was right there and it was easier to just type everything out. So what was your system exactly? Uh, for paper? Yeah, for paper only for this challenge. So for paper, every Sunday, um, I do a... Um, uh, uh, planning for the week. So I kind of look at, so I do planning for the week, month, and quarter, and yearly. 
And so I look at my quarter things uh, that I plan to do for, you know, quarter one, quarter two, and see what can I do there and what the steps I need to do. And then I break those down into monthly things and then weekly things. So I have, I put small little to-dos. Let's see. I'll grab my little pad here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Picture for He's you on showing right you my the, pad. You're minimized right now, so I can barely see it. Uh, boom. Okay. Um, well, so that's just one. That was a moot point for me. <laughs> Where'd the window go? The window just disappeared. That oh, wow. Weird. Uh, I don't know what's happening. Zoom, what the hell's happening? Oh, okay, there we go. There you go. <laughs> All right. All right, can you hold it up again? <laughs> Weekly pad. I just okay, fill it in. Yeah. Um, it's a big notebook with a task list on it. Yeah, big uh, big desktop notebook, uh, lots of blank space, and then just a few lines on the right for it to do. And so I just add stuff. Uh, my personal blog, um, stuff for the, this podcast, um, some video editing that I need to get done, um, update the Austin Podcasters newsletter, which is the next thing that I'm working on. Um, so I keep that and I start filling in any particular days like, okay, on Saturday, here's the things that I'm going to, the most important things I'm going to take care of out of that task list and I'll get that done. And I recycle this list or move tasks that I didn't complete uh, to that next week if it's something that I still need to do. So on a weekly basis, I'm purging my to-do list. Mm. If it sat there for one or two weeks in a row and I didn't complete it, then I assess, like, is this actually important? Yeah. If not, I scratch it off. I don't move it over to the next week. And that's my task list um, for home. And for work, I just keep a um, – I have a panel book, and I'll uh, link to that in the show notes as well. Um, but it's a, a nice kind of bullet-style journal uh, notebook that fits right up under your keyboard. It's kind of the length of the keyboard. Hmm. And I, that's where I t- put all my to-dos for work and uh, anything else. So that's the main to-do uh, and working with the pad. Uh, these are things where uh, that I need to accomplish sitting down at my desk, right? And then for uh, daily journal, one of the things that I used to do when I was digital is I would record any dreams I had or any thoughts. So every morning uh, I have an actual journal that I write in, um, whether it's uh, writing whatever dream I remembered or any morning thoughts or getting anything uh, uh, off my chest uh, to get me ready for the morning and through the day. So that's what I write in every single morning as well. No to-dos or anything like that, just strictly dreams and a stream of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And then I have my planner, which actually has my calendar. Um, and in that, that's where I put all my to-dos, uh, for my big goals for the month. Um, like I have daily meditation. I make sure that I check those off. Um, I have daily reading and make sure I check that off. Um, and then I have actual put dates to some of the tasks, the big tasks that I have, like the ATX newsletter is due June 2nd. Hmm. Right. And then I have my personal blog post that's also due June 2nd. Um, so that's helped me keep track on a calendar basis. And I find like when I'm recording the actual in a, in a calendar, writing those things down, I feel that it, it's, it 
sears into my brain a little <laughs> bit more and I'm much more conscious of what I need to do and when. Your system is way more <laughs> elaborate than mine has ever been with a paper notebook. So wait, how many journals is that in total? Um, that's just two. I have a travel journal that I took with me and recorded in uh, this past weekend uh, when I was in New Orleans. Um, and that's strictly for travel stuff. And then I have a writer's notebook. So any thoughts on songwriting or poems or story <laughs> ideas, I have a dedicated journal for that. And I have plenty more of empty notebooks and journals that are ready for me to use. Well, I guess one thing, one thing that the audience doesn't know that I know is that you love writing with like artisanal pens. I'm not sure to describe them, like really fancy pens. I do. I so love my <laughs> pens. <laughs> That is a great way to enjoy having so many notebooks. I'd be overwhelmed. I'm like, okay, where did this notebook go? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So I, I, I just have my my, you know, my daily workers mm -hmm. that are that are right in certain places for me. So they're they're ready to rock mm -hmm. and roll. Um, I got my pins in each station uh, ready to be used. Um, yeah, I, I, and so with it, when I got back to paper, for me, that's when I rediscovered my joy for lettering, even mm -hmm. though I'm not really that good. Um, I, I do some lettering pieces. So uh, when I journal, I'll try to do lettering art in there as well. And I've gotten back into like stationary. So I found some pretty cool, like uh, other smaller notebooks that I got from Europe that has uh, some really nice paper that I can't write, wait to write on. Um, I've ordered even more pins, fountain oh pins, and <laughs> I, I, I'm looking at some uh, to get some more with some custom inks. So it's kind of gotten me back into that, and it's, it's, it's fun. So for, for me, I have different notebooks for different occasions, right? Mm -hmm. I have a specific calendar and daily task notebook and I have a pad that I use for you know my in office to do's what is your actual process like uh, were you using multiple notebooks like how are you keeping track of your calendar system as well for me I was using two notebooks I was trying to keep it simple but also separate so I had one for the office and one for my personal life and they both had slightly different systems on them uh, one thing I really depend on in my daily life, and I still actually didn't let go fully for this challenge, is Google Calendar and my, and also Outlet Calendar for my office. But what I did do at the beginning of both weeks is I created a, a timeline calendar. So I would have on it uh, Monday through Friday, and then on it, it will have the hours from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., going down the grids on the side of my on the side of my notebook and then I'd block out time uh, for whenever meetings were and that was basically my system for calendaring I had no calendar system in my personal life that was still dependent on the Google Calendar in my life I couldn't think of any good way to like quickly translate it to paper which is actually one issue I ran into with paper and one reason why I switched a while ago is that it's not so quick when it comes to like getting just a format together you can't like copy and paste a template and 
I just really don't really have the patience to <laughs> draw out. Like, so I, I one so on Reddit, I'm subscribed to the subreddit bullet journaling on bullet journals. And there's some really cool things that people do with their journals on that subreddit that I just do not have the patience to do. Like their weekly spreads are so elaborate. They usually kind of put art in it, which is going a little bit too extreme for me, but that's because I'm not a visual artist at all. So I have no intention of ever doodling on my notebook, but uh, I just don't really have the patience for it. And especially since like the past two weeks of my life, I've been kind of chaotic with things in my personal life happening. I didn't really have the time to also get together as well. So I end up not doing anything consistent except for a daily to-do list and then a weekly to-do list, which I actually only has two things on it because I guess I was too lazy or too busy to fill it out all the way. So <laughs> I guess in my, from my guide list is I think that paper to-do lists are pretty good for task management when it comes to tasks that needs to be get that needs to get done that are not time dependent and uh things that do not require quick formatting to get things in order so that's uh that's kind of like how i walked away from this week i uh, my system was fairly simple compared to yours i do actually have a third notebook that i did use in my system that i've been using for a while but I haven't really touched it in a while, so this system helped me get back into it. I have a third notebook, which has been my ma- my main notebook for the past year, that is just that's just there for writing down ideas and exploring ideas. So if like I need to mind map something, I go to that notebook and start mind mapping. If I want to doodle like Lego ideas for this podcast, I go there and start doodling Lego ideas. If I want to, uh, like if like some. Uh, I was going through it. There was like some random math stuff I was working on it too. It's just like random things that just pop up in my life that I want to work on. I'll put it in there. And I have an index at the front where I kind of write down what the topic is and I number each page so I can know where to go back for it. Or if I stumble on that page, I'm like, what the hell is I doing here? Go to the index and see what it says. But that's the three notebook system I've had. Two for task and a quick idea and notes writing. And then one for idea exploration. I like that. I like the... The third notebook, the idea, uh, exploring the ideas. Have you, like, this is kind of tangent to everything, but it is an outline for something I'm going to talk about. Uh, have you ever heard of the term commonplace book? No. It's like this old method of like educational thought exploring journaling where you basically write down like any ideas that come to you, any quotes from books that you like a lot, anything to check out. You can like all throw it into one notebook with like no order to it except for having an index in it. And then you, the whole, the point of the notebook is that you could go back and you're looking for one idea and you stumble into another one and you're like, oh no, I haven't thought about this thing in a long time. Now it came to me. You're like, oh, I should have combined these two things together. So that's the system I've been kind of using haphazardly for the past year of my life. I can't really say I've been doing it that well. But the idea is just to like have ideas collide that's interesting. I've I have not heard of that, um, but uh, I, I was kind of looking at some of the links that you had for it. <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting to see how people use it and what they're uh, using it for, um, like quotes and stuff like that. That comes. 
That's interesting. It comes from what I read, but mm-hmm. I write my own notes about books uh, <laughs> when I'm reading it, and I save the quotes there. So I've, I guess, I've compartmentalized like so many, so many things. Um, as so, maybe a commonplace notebook could be pretty handy. I like them. I like the idea behind them. Whenever I first started journaling years ago. Uh, by journaling, I mean just like carrying a journal on me. When I was using also a task manager, I I was much more, um, what's the word? I was very into the idea of like having that commonplace notebook. But mm-hmm. I think in my mind, I have an issue of like having a bunch of things in like one place that's disordered. Like I don't like having task calendars and ideas and quotes all in the same place. So I bought the second notebook for that reason. And I got rid of the task one completely and kept the other one. See, when I went for, I guess, my morning journal, if you will, my daily journal, I would put quotes in there or I would put something like, here's a music playlist that I've been obsessed with, right? Um, I will doodle and add all of that stuff in there. Mm -hmm. If I have time, there are some pages that are just absolutely, there's many pages that are absolutely plain. And then there's other pages that are actually filled with I'll admit it. There's they're filled with like uh, not only lettering but like stamps and other like uh, crazy stuff uh, as a therapeutic way of releasing my mind onto <laughs> the pages. I really like your idea of having that morning notebook and just like stream of consciousness writing. That's a really cool idea. I never thought about having. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's actually just like. Okay, um, um, like here are things I tote myself, or I'll do little doodles, and I or I, ugh. or I would write like a little poem or something like that. So like, I gotta see if yeah, I can maximize you again. I've been having audacity on this whole time, so it doesn't crash, and I'd be like, oh no, uh, I didn't record this whole thing. So I've been having no that as my main window. All right, so you're pulling up your notebook. So like, here's right. one morning oh. and then i have this little, little page doodle. where i wrote a little poem in but yeah wow summer, I, summer I, plan i like that doodle i'm mesmerized by it it's like a house with a hot, with a hot air balloon in front of it no that's a, a the tree. sun and oh, a the tree sun. okay yeah it's very nice way better than anything i could ever draw <laughs> <laughs> it took quite a while you should i um you should see my travel journal i tried to draw draw the uh floor do whatever New Orleans, I'll get butchered for that. Oh yeah, I know you're talking about that. I know you're talking about Florida. Like, I I, I destroyed the it. Saints logo. Yeah, <laughs> I destroyed it. Here's another one where I printed out my own oh. lettering piece and pasted it in in the book. I really like your system here. This yeah. is your morning one. This is my morning. This I is re- just my stream of consciousness. I really like that idea. I used to have a morning journal that was only for gratitude journaling. Okay. That was it. I never, I did like three things I'm grateful for like the night before. Yeah. And then uh, the next day I'll do saying grateful that I'm grateful for in my life the next day. So like, yeah, I never actually did something for like creative expression in the morning. That is a really good idea. I'm kind of like a wake up and get to work kind of person. So I don't really think about taking time to just like exploring ideas like that. I do. And then every time I get home from work, I'm just like, I'm too tired to explore ideas. Why didn't I do more than I just never do? So yeah, sometimes it's just like 
hey, you got this, or this has been on my mind, or I want new furniture. Maybe it's yeah. just whatever is on my mind at that time. I would, I would write it out. I even did some. I did mini tracking after oh, nice. like you and Time were talking about it, and so I like tracked some stuff and I rate it myself: good or bad, failed or success, um, current goal. Um, and then just like, okay, this is where I'm at. This is how I'm feeling about it. So then what am I going to do to change that? So it's, 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 I like it. That seems very meta, very, yeah. I, I'm like completely taken aback by this. I never thought about doing this before. I think you just gave me a new habit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, like notebooks always start like utility. Like it has to like be a to-do list. It has to be there for taking notes and meetings. It has to be there for writing down Three things I'm glad, grateful for. Uh, I never thought the idea just like I do have that ex- the idea exploration one, but it's only mm-hmm. there if like an idea is like really on my mind and I really need to like visualize it some way. Like if it's yeah. something else, like I would just like write down a notion, and then forget about it because digital systems are really hard to go back to things. I liked it. So that was my lead up into switching fully into paper was okay. just getting into doing just a daily journal. And I don't want to say morning because I don't always do it in the morning. Mm. It could be in the afternoon on a weekend or at night before I go to bed. And it actually started out with one of my short stories. Um, I started writing and building out a world. Oh, yeah. Something that I also really find interesting what you do. You do a lot of your first drafts of writing with pen and paper? Yes. Why is that? I self-edit. So I kind of do or have done technical writing over the years and when it and i do way too much self-editing and so i will look at something and i will self-edit and then i get distracted Mm -hmm. when is if i'm writing on a computer so going back to writing by hand i'm used to it because i originally started off as a songwriter and that was all written by hand Um, and just sitting there thinking and then just Mm. writing out the words, right? I found that I can proceed much faster from a writing perspective if I handwrite everything first. And it prevents me from self-editing. It helps me focus and just get the words on the pages. Um, I can just keep writing. I don't have to sit and think about something else or worry that I got something wrong. So, and then my editing comes in place when I transcribe it mm, into okay. my software of choice. Okay. My my hack for that for a while has been to turn off spell check on my on my writing software. Usually Google Sheets or Microsoft Word. Uh, not Sheets. Google whatever it's called. The whatever the Google equivalent of Microsoft Word is. Yeah. Uh, I just Google turn off Docs. Spell ch- yeah, Google Docs. I'll just turn off spell check on that so that way I'm not interrupted by everything. And then whenever I'm ready to, to edit, I'll turn it back on and see nothing but red lines. <laughs> yeah, see, and it, it wasn't just spell uh, spell check for me. It was, I would look and be like, ah, oh, I hate that sentence. Let me rewrite that sentence. Or I hate this paragraph. Let me rewrite this paragraph. Um, and that kind of helps prevent me from doing that. I wrote the paragraph. It's mm-hmm. there. I'm not going to scratch the whole thing out and then uh, start a new one because then it throws off the order, right? Yeah. Um, So it just forces me to keep moving forward. The thing is, I'm already a pretty slow typer. I'm even slower when it comes to writing. (laughs) uh, Writing by hand. 
the more you write, the the That's better true. you're right yeah. and the faster you're right. It's all about trying to get the ultimate end goal to where um, if I force myself to do it via analog or paper only for these things that I can produce more quality mm-hmm. and then there's less editing and it's just overall just just better. Um, so that was also something that I took taken from using Scrivener to write everything Mm -hmm. and just move it strictly to paper for the first drafts at least uh do you have any more thoughts um my um final thoughts on it um of course I love it because I switched uh to paper for 90% of uh the things that I do um and part of the, the transition or the results that I've gotten from that is um, better care of things that I uh, write, uh, better care of things that I note, uh, such as one of the audio production classes I went to. All my notes were um, on paper. And so I recorded the most important things and I did a lot of drawings to help show how things worked right um between microphones and 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 uh speakers and mics and and all that jazz um and just drawing that out kind of helped um cement that i felt that i could remember things a little bit much better um because i've wrote those down i could commit those to memory Mm. a lot better i've gotten yeah um and there's actually a a study that was performed that talked about this very thing about how writing things down versus uh, uh, taking notes by hand, for example, uh, allows you to remember, right? You're not transcribing Mm -hmm. what the professor or whomever is saying. You're taking the most important pieces and you're putting that to paper, right? The things that are standing out to you, which has a higher chance of you remembering that. Um, so there's there's a study, and, I, and I'll link to that um, as well. But, uh, you know, this shows that there are some benefits, right, for memory recollection of doing that. Of course, there's other things that you can do for a better memory recall, but uh, taking notes by hand as opposed to digitally uh, has a higher impact on you. So those were some kind of things that I found um, in my experience of switching to paper only and why I've continued to be paper only. Um, and like right off the top uh, when I started was removing a lot of the digital clutter. Mm-hmm. So, but even with that said, at the time before this challenge, I was not 100% paper because there's still some things that I needed to do digitally, mm-hmm. um, but it, it, you know, once you once you build a process around it, you can better handle that. Mm-hmm. Would you recommend the system? It's not for everybody. <laughs> um, so if if you're finding yourself like uh, like I was, right, you got all these apps and you've recorded all these to do items. Uh, for yourself, whether it's for your work or for your personal life. If you have multiple apps where you're tracking to-dos, 
then maybe you need to do something to scale that back, right? Yep. Um, and for me, the easiest thing was to just forego those completely unless there was like some business reason I, mm-hmm. I needed to track these particular things. Um, so like my pre this challenge, yes, I still use Trello, but a lot of the smaller tasks and to-dos, I work mainly off my weekly paper to-do list, right? It's right there. It's available to me. I can take care of that. And then at the end of the week, then I close everything else out and Trello as, as far as like recording purposes and tracking purposes for that. Um, so it depends on you. Uh, it's hard for me to recommend it. It's not for everyone there. You may find yourself in a mix of things, but you know, give it a try. Uh, go paper only, see what you like, what you didn't like, and adjust from there. Yeah, I'd, uh, at the very least, going paper only is a great way just to figure out which apps are important for your life if you're a digital person and uh, which recurring tasks you can get rid of. It's a great way just to kind of like nuke everything and <laughs> just uh, start fresh. Kind of like the whole uh, digital bankruptcy I, I mentioned earlier, or taskless bankruptcy, whatever it was called. Um, my final thoughts on it is I wrote these down last night on paper because that would make sense. Um, I like how it makes me feel more mindful when it comes to tasks and ideas. I do not like how illegible my handwriting is because my I jokingly say that my handwriting has a half-life of a week on it. And if it's been over a week, it's basically illegible to even me. So <laughs> it's even quicker for people that are not me. Um, but it's the best method of thought capture and exploration. Like it, I will be using this notebook for capturing thoughts for the for the foreseeable future. Lack of reminders, as I said earlier, is an issue. Uh, being a lefty, writing with a gel pen as your preferred pen equals smears everywhere. I have some lines that are completely smeared away because my hand was too close to the paper. Um, I cannot really say that being a lefty is an issue because uh, the guy who hosts the pen addict, uh, Mike Hurley, he's also a left-handed person and he uh, loves pens. So maybe I'm just not using them right. Are you lefty by the way, Mark? Nope. You're not? Uh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, lefty equals smears everywhere as I put on here. Uh, Moleskines are just great to own and they just are nice to own. Um, let's see. Yeah, this is going back to the whole uh, mental uh, decluttering and task decluttering. But despite the lack of reminders, using a notebook has given me more mental space and clarity. Kind of like a, like a small mental vacation for my task managers. And I also put that um, I'm really bad at checking my notebook during periods of either laziness or high stress. <laughs> it could be either one. Final thoughts on this is that um, I'd recommend this for people that want to get a reformat, like they want to reformat their digital life for sure. Uh, anybody who has ideas and they're like, oh, I just don't know the right app to capture it on, I'd recommend just carrying a notebook with you all the time. I have a, so many Notion notebooks and by the time like an idea comes to me, whenever I go into Notion, it's already gone. So having a notebook is just great for that. You could translate it to digital later. And uh, yeah, I think that if you enjoy pens and paper, you'll definitely love this method. I I give this method a higher score than uh, cold showers. I give it like a four to four and a half stars out of five. And I'm five out of five. Nice. Let's move on to our next topic, the opposite of what we just did. Now that we've gone 
clean of uh, of our digital apps. It's time to go back to them. Do you uh, have any systems planned out for the next two weeks as somebody who does like a mix of digital and paper? Would it be cheating if I use my note-taking app on my iPad to replace all the paper stuff I did? <laughs> uh, you know what? No. I think that I will slide because like you seem to use it a lot for drafting ideas, just like using handwriting. So yeah. no, I think that would be fine. Yeah, so... um It'll be interesting. Um, so with with everything that I currently do, um, it's going to be interesting to go back to only inputting calendar uh, things and going back to a to-do list. Um, I don't even know what to-do list to choose now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I recommend, the one I recommend to, I recommend to everybody is Todoist. That's the one I'll be using. I pay subscription for it, so I'm in on I've skinned the game. Okay. Okay. So I'll I'll have to figure this out, like what note app to take if I would uh go back to Notion, maybe mm-hmm. just use Notion because it's like multi purpose uh mm-hmm. for my to do and notes and I don't know. See, this is why I left digital stuff. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's the opposite. We're 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 basically bringing chair and teachers territory and seeing how we react to it. <laughs> so it's it's going to be interesting to kind of go back after leaving uh, digital only for all my you know uh, notes and productivity needs uh, to go back to fully doing that. Um, let's see. Let's let's see how it goes. I will be going back to my system of Notion and Todoist and Google Calendar. Those are my three main apps and also my work calendar app as well. Um, and yeah, it should be about it. I think I'll, uh, after we're done with this whole digital only, I'll probably be incorporating a journal back into my life because I like this a lot. But yeah, going to go back to the old habits and see how I feel. I will be doing a digital declutter and getting rid of tasks that are recurring that I don't need to do anymore. So yeah, let's get down to a final piece of business, which would be social media. Where can people find you, Mark? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and on the World Wide Web at AskMarkIO. And if you're going to the internet, it's AskMark.io. See what I did there? I um, I read your twist. <laughs> I always read your Twitter handle. As ask Markio. Yeah, ask <laughs> Markio. So, yeah, ask Markio. Ask Markio. And then if it's the website, it's askmark.io. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Um, no. Uh, follow that for if you want to make fun of my lettering uh, on Instagram, uh, my stream of conscious thoughts on Twitter. Not very uh, worth it. Or uh, any blogging that I do. So for any books that I read, um, I put up my own personal review and or thoughts on other topics. So by the time this released, you'll see some pictures of my New Orleans trip uh, that I took. And um, yeah, so those are things to look forward to. What about you? Uh, yeah, I am on Twitter at Kyle S Q nine. 
And then I'm also on Instagram with the same handle, KyleSQ9. Twitter, I've been trying to be more active on lately. My girlfriend's really into Twitter. She's been convincing me to join it again, uh, mostly as like a way to build a network of local Austin podcasters and just like communicate them with them more often. So I'm a lot more t- I'm a lot more active on Twitter now. I'm slightly less active on Instagram. I'm more active than I was a year ago, uh, since I've been taking a lot more dog pics lately. So <laughs> you can see pictures of my uh, me and my girlfriend's dog Riggins on there, and his adorable, handsome puppy Labness. He's <laughs> nine months old and he's seventy pounds. He's growing oh, so gosh. fast; it's crazy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, I have my own personal website, which I'm thinking about starting to update, but I also think about updating it all the time. I've updated it since last November. But just in case if I update it again, it is quadrant9.net. And yeah, that's pretty much all my stuff. I think that's it. And you can find all the wonderful show notes to this podcast and everything on the internet. I don't know why I keep saying that. At <laughs> theproductivitylab.show. Theproductivitylab.show. And what's our Instagram and Twitter? Oh, that's Productive Lab because Productivity Lab was taken. Yay. <laughs> was it? If you're not first, you're last. That's definitely true with social media. <laughs> and last is always a good place to be because. You get to run away if you don't like what you see ahead. <laughs> well, well, I guess we'll end with that. And as always, stay productive. Plenty of Riggins interruptions <laughs> as I'm dog dadding tonight. Doggy sitting. But yeah, Doggy. anyways, commonplace notebooks. <laughs> <laughs>